Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. despite what the media and detractors have tried to portray it. But we believe, nay dream, of a year where the dudes bring fun and excitement to dudes and D-patters all over the world, including unknown. The end of 2015 saw the acquisition of a Wii U by my family. This will be used to lead the dudes into a new sphere of interaction with the D-patters. We are prepared to send a plan that would offer a monthly Dudes Mario Kart 8 night. But that is not all. We also plan to revive the once great and thriving Mario Maker group and create levels that can be used by those of all walks of life. The beginning of 2016 also saw the change of the Dudes logo. Jason Knopp, the artist, is a true Dude hero. Let's give him a round of applause. With the new logo... We now have merchandise that will lead our advertisement to the... But what would the dudes be without what started it all off? The games of the Ness. That's right. The dudes will work tirelessly with sleeves rolled up and put in our fair share to make sure and bring history, quests, discussion, trophies, and ratings to the D-Patters. So it is with our pleasure... We would like to welcome everyone to year, to year three, three of Two of Dudes in This. this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, was we supposed to say that in unison? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's up, man? Not much. New year, new you, right? That's right. I've already shed, uh, well, actually, I don't think I've shed anything. I've not shed any pounds. <laughs> yeah, looks like you sh- 
shed a few more hairs, maybe uh, a little bit, a little bit of the beard. Uh, yeah. uh, I thought you were talking about my head. <laughs> uh, uh, probably a little. Well, little it's however bit. you want to take it. Probably a little of both. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, just uh, hanging out. I like your shirt, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, I meant to. Dun, 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 dun. Showing it all. Wonderful. Wonderful shirt. Hey. Uh, when my wife saw it, she said, which, she said, which one? I said, can you tell me which one I am? She said, let me guess. You're the cute one. I said, yep. Oh boy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm the, the crazed maniac with a beard in the back. <laughs> Might as well be. Right. right. I guess I have to grow the beard back now since our logo. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, it. that's what they expect out yeah. of you, you know? Yeah. Well, I shaved it the other night, almost as really just a gag. Uh, I sent you the picture. We could probably put it. Yeah, I was hoping you. I was hoping you keep it up. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't. It didn't go over well. Let's just say that. Did you send it to me on Messenger? Because I can bring it up right now for the live audience. Um, if you did, I, or was I it think an I message? May have texted you that. Oh, but uh, yeah, you know what? We'll put did. it up on oh, the well. Facebook. I'll put it up on the Facebook group after this show releases, so that people can, you know, get the enjoyment of it. Okay. But it did, you know, right. it did Sounds kind of good. a funny facial hair um, thing, and uh, you know, had to let it go. Hey, speaking of funny hair things, I got a I got a good haircutting story to, to tell oh, you. Oh boy, I'm excited. Yeah, okay, so last weekend I went to go get my hair cut, <laughs> right? And I go to I go to Great Clips. Okay. Not, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss. You're yeah. you're like a sixty forty chance of getting a good haircut. It is. It really is. Um. So I go in. It's it's like as soon as they open in the morning, I go in first thing, um, and the girl says, "Welcome to Great Clips." Blah blah blah, and she takes me back, sits me down, and uh, she's like, "How you like it?" or whatever. She's got a little, a little, you know, they got a little note that tells them how I like it, and I tell her. She's like, "Okay, yeah, I can do that." So she starts cutting right, mm-hmm. and the first thing I notice is like she's super gentle, and she's like really just barely cutting my hair. Uh, just being so soft, and and I, first I say, hey, uh, you can be a little harder than that. It's it's okay. I'm not uh, I'm not that Uh-oh. sensitive. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, my I, my hands are really cold. I just thought, you know, I was like, no, it's okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Just get the haircut. Because at that rate, it was going to take maybe two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so so she continues on. She continues on. And you know, first of all, you know how they sit you in front of the mirror and they let you see what they're doing most of the time. Okay, well, that's how we started, right? So she, she continues on. About mm, maybe halfway through, she just slowly turns me away from the mirror, and I never go back. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it gets better. It gets better. Um, so she continues on, um, and at some point, <laughs> instead of actually cutting my hair, she just starts, like, rubbing my head. What? Like, <laughs> I don't even know, I don't know why. She's just, like, rubbing my head. I think it's because, well, I know now at the, after the end of it, but at the time I didn't know. It's because she couldn't figure out how to get the trim around my head. Mm-hmm. Like the thickest part of my hair is like right around the edge, mm-hmm. you know, where it turns from the top to the sides. Uh, normally what I do is I get the buzzers on the sides and then I get scissors on top. Mm-hmm. So so she was, couldn't figure out that transition. Right. So in her, uh, I'm guessing she was probably like really freaking out 
behind me, you know, she's like, what am I going to do? What am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> so she's just like rubbing my head, trying to push it down or yeah. something. <laughs> so, um, eventually she she gets, there's one other person working there. Uh, she, she says, I'm going to have to have some help. So she pulls over the other girl. The other girl does a lot of good patchwork and kind of fixes a lot of things. And then she leaves. And then the girl says, okay, I'm going to have to be honest with you. Um, this is my first day. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was thinking, okay, it's all making sense now. Um, so ultimately, a 20-minute haircut took me about an hour, hour to hour and 15 minutes. Nice. And uh, I got home, and I said, okay, Amber, how how is it? And uh, she took one look at it, and she just she just couldn't stop laughing. It, it's, it was pretty bad. Actually, Amber had to fix bits and pieces of it. Oh, wow. Because the back, like where it's supposed to be nice and level across yeah. the back. Uh, it wasn't, it was in all sorts of different shapes and sizes. And you know how you get, you get neck hair, right? A guy, as a guy, you get neck hair. Right. And whenever you go to the barber, you know, of course I shave it up at here myself whenever it starts getting long, but I had let it go mm-hmm. because I knew I was about to go get a haircut and she didn't even touch it. It's like, I had like this nice. weird, thin neck hair on my back. So that's like the, uh, and here's the, here's the kicker. Okay. I was like, okay, this is my last time at Great Eclipse. <laughs> but then I remembered that I had bought like mm, three or four haircuts and put it on a card because they give you a discount at the end of the year oh, where you can buy multiple haircuts for nine ninety nine instead of the usual $13 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've still got to go about three more times. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've got a I have got a uh, a horror story that applies to a haircut that I tried to get a cheap haircut and it um didn't work out. We won't go into it uh since I don't want to you know this is not a haircut podcast but uh <laughs> it could well, be we could, we could just change it. That's the new format this year. Uh two dudes get a haircut. Two dudes get a haircut. Anyway, long story short, I went to Tennessee School of Beauty. Turns out the girl that cut my hair, I was the... So this is not just a person who's first day on the job. This is a person who's actually still just a student. And I was uh-huh. her first guy that she'd ever cut hair on. Long story mm. short, so she cut my hairline like way up here. Like, <laughs> Wait, I think I remember yeah, this. It looked like Billy Bob Thornton from Sling Blade. And, nice. Um you know, it was uh, it was interesting. But see, this the thing is, they always do this to you. It's just kind of like your Great Clips gift card, because in uh, an apology of cutting my hair so poorly, they gave me a free haircut to come back and get. So like, <laughs> oh yeah, perfect. Got to come back. That's exactly what I've I want. Got to come back. So I did. I did. I went back. Yeah. And the second time, better the second time. Better, not the same girl. I'm, I'm that that girl may have left and never came back. <laughs> yeah, along with your hey, you know what? Along with your cutting hair, cutting hair is a, a funny thing. I think uh, I'm not going to go into another story, but I think probably the one of the first fights that my wife and I had after getting married and moving in together was me trying to get her to help cut my hair. <laughs> just just a simple buzz cut, and it le- it led to. A disaster. Yeah. Well, my my wife used to cut mine because uh, I used to keep a buzz cut, but then I've let my hair grow out now, so I have to, I've entered the realm of barber shops again. Um, mm. 
Which that's something that you just don't see anymore. Just a good old fashioned. Yeah, I know. I went. A podcast is kind of like a barbershop. Yeah. Without the hair cut. I went to Frank's Barbershop. I don't know if you've heard of that place. It's up like on uh, Paper Mill, North Shore area. They, no, I don't have they advertise. They advertise it like all the time. And I heard it like really nice. So I went and it was really nice. Except for the fact when it came time for me to pay. <laughs> and it was like $40. And I was like, never wow. coming back here. Yeah. Jeez. Loudon, you know, Loudon, Loudon had a really awesome barbershop mm-hmm. for a little while. It was, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but we went to school Hampton. with him. Yeah. Hamps. Hamps. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about his? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And it was, it was very laid back. Yeah. It was, well, I better not get into it because it's going to, it's going to come across as racist, even though I'm not being racist about it. So I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get into the details of how awesome the barbershop was. Well, no, it was, it, it was a black barbershop. Yeah, and it was every bit of yeah, one. and that's fine. The, yeah, I I so. would go to that, but up here, man, that wouldn't. I don't think they're there anymore. I don't know. I haven't no, seen I them in a while. Closed, but um, yeah, I just kind of I'm a drifter now when it comes to haircuts. It's just kind of like somebody advertises a six dollar haircut. I guess I get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, my wife keeps trying to get me to go to see Shantae. Which is her stylist? Oh, yeah. She's not a barber. When she's they put a stylist a, under the name. You know you're getting into something that's going to be. I went. I went one time. It was, it was too much. No, the haircuts. If you just get a haircut, it's like sixteen bucks or something like that. Eighteen bucks. It's not terrible, but they do the whole massage your head and give you shampoo. So I'm just not into that. I like. I just to, need. I like to keep it under fifteen. Tip and all. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> big tipper! <laughs> so you know, usually like a fourteen dollar haircut with a dollar tip. No, um, no, I think I found my new place. Really, it's uh, my wife's got a, a friend up here that orders stuff from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a she's a she would probably prefer to be called a stylist, not a barber. But uh, you know, I went to her, and everything up here. For those of you who don't really, like most of you. Well, all of you don't really know where I live, but um, I live in you know very rural setting, even more rural than Loudon. So everything up here is a little bit cheaper than things down there, down in Knoxville. And uh, the haircut was ten dollars for the five dollar tip, so that's fifteen bucks. It was a good haircut. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be my place. Yeah, that's nice. Until I move. That's nice. I used I used to have a girl. She got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And quit and and got married. Actually, got pregnant, got married, and quit. Uh, quit cutting hair. Quit barbering, as far as I know. Now, now I'm going to be moving in like five months, and it's going to hit the fan again. That's a terrible feeling. Trust me, I know. Losing the person that cuts your hair <laughs> that you trust, it really is. It's it's a sad time. We should probably talk about Bart versus Spoops. Speaking of Bart, Bart's got a cool haircut. Yeah. It's a flat top. Well, actually, it's just, it looks like it's just his skin formed into spikes on top of his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bart, actually, the whole Simpsons clan seems to have a hepatitis issue. <laughs> Got a little jaundice going on. Yeah. No, Bart versus the Space Mutants. What do you think about this game? 
I think I would like to hear some history like about to this hear game. Some history? All right. I would. I'd love to. So, The Simpsons, Bart versus Space Mutants, was a game that was developed by a company called Im- Imagineering, uh, which was based in New Jersey. Now, they did some other games. They did Commando for Atari 2600. They did uh, Double Dragon for the Atari. Um, they did the little-known and often not talked about uh, Ghostbusters 2 for NES. Mm. Um, maybe we'll talk about that one one day. I'm sure the D-Patters will be on the edge of their seats. Um, and it was published by a claim for the NES. Now, it was brought to several different systems, including the Sega Master System, the Atari ST, the Omega, uh, and was later even ported to the uh, Mega Drive and Genesis, the Game Gear, and... Uh, Acclaim even made a portable LCD toy of the game. Do you remember those classic LCD games? Yeah, like Tiger Toys or whatever. They'd make them supposed to be based on a video game. Of course, they were never anywhere near close to what those video games were, but I appreciate the effort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I liked uh, I had a couple of them. I really liked them, actually, because that was before I had a Game Boy, so the only way I could go portable was take those things with me. Right, right. My favorites, though, were the Game & Watches. That's what I loved. I had the... Uh, my favorite one was yeah. the Mario, Mario's Cement Factory. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. Those. I forgot about I may, I may owe my I may owe my career to that game. Hmm? You never know. You may. Yeah. yeah. That's where you got your first love of cement. Right? I do love cement. I do love <laughs> cement. <clears throat> so, the uh, actual game, though, was designed by Gary Kitchen. Gary Kitchen's the uh, one who brought Donkey Kong uh, to the Atari 2600. Uh, And then he uh, later founded a company in 2009 and is the president and CEO of AppStar Games, which he founded with his longtime business partner, David Crane. Alright, so... The reception of this game is probably the biggest story of the history, and that is that it is really a game that got receptions from both ends of the spectrum. Usually you see kind of the reviews coming down the same line, or, you know, some that are really good, and if, if, if a lot of the reviews are really good, you see a lot of maybe some mediocre reviews, but you don't see good and bad. This one had good and bad. Um... The video game Bible, it actually, um, the 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 book. Uh, there was two authors, and one author called it the best of the Simpsons titles on the NES. But the other author <laughs> said that uh, it falls flat mostly because it relies too much on its license and not enough on solid platform action. I guess meaning that too much Simpsons and not enough game. Uh, which we'll talk about that. I have something to say about that. But uh, Nintendo Power, which rated it as a 66 out of 100, um, with the it's pretty bad when you get a low score from Nintendo Power, yeah, though. Yeah, because they were kind of biased. Yeah. <laughs> Bart Simpson has, and the quote from the article from Nintendo Power is: "Bart Simpson has finally made it to the NES from a claim. His adventure, though, is anything but a game for underachievers." 
this game is very challenging and could be frustrating so to some players. The tasks that you must perform to complete the adventure require patience and skill. Uh, but Entertainment Weekly, and odd that they rated the game, gave it a B. And another guy from um, uh, Your Sinclair gave it a 92 out of 100. So just kind of all over the place as far as the ratings. But it seems like, if I'm not mistaken, more negative than probably positive. But it seems like the ones that did like it like gave it really good ratings. So. Yeah, I think the general consensus for this game is negative, yeah. but we can get into yeah. that. Um, but that's pretty much it on the history of this game. Um, oh, one thing that this game did have was the theme song from the show, which I found out playing the game is what they play over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, gotta love yeah. it. Yeah. So did you go on some quest or giant adventure to get this game? You know, I did not. And what, this is a weird this is a weird one because this is one that leading up to playing this game, like leading up to the show, uh I was thinking I had it for the longest I've just been sitting here thinking I've had it, right? I thought I had it since I was a kid. I thought it was in my collection. So, and I go to find it and it's not in there. So I don't know if I lost it or not or what I think happened is I rented it so much as a kid that I thought I had it and then I actually don't have it. So I didn't have it. Okay. So, uh, well, you were a Vic Simpsons fan. So I was. I was a huge Simpsons fan. You would much, this. much to my parents' dismay. Interesting. I w- <laughs> this is kind of going to make me sound like a square uh, coming from my <laughs> generation. But my parents would not let me wear it, watch The Simpsons. So this is one of those games yeah. that uh, um, I definitely didn't play. And I'll tell you this, funny story, side note, tangent. Uh, I went over to a friend of ours. I won't say his last name, but I'll say his first name, Drew, uh, when we were in, like, elementary school. And he would always have play it. We played Beavis and Butthead for Super Nintendo. And then <laughs> I went home and told my parents, and they got mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's yeah. fine. Now, that's one, that, that's one that my parents would definitely not let yeah. me watch. They would not let me watch Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. But I watched The Simpsons. And, um, I really liked The Simpsons. I watched it pretty, pretty much, pretty well every week. Um, but I think I just never did get this game. I think I just uh, I rented it all the time, though. Yeah. Like maybe at least once a month, I would rent this game because that's, that's I, like I said, I rented it so much that I thought I actually owned it, but I don't own it. So, we can get, do you want to just get into the gameplay? Yeah. So. I, you, I guess you didn't play it when you were younger. No, no. Like I said, this would have been an off-limits game for me. Um, I, well, I did, and it took me probably I don't even I don't even know a hundred different rentals to figure out what to do. <laughs> like I never even because when I was renting it, I guess I was eight right, or nine, right. maybe I don't know. But so I couldn't figure out what to do. I never yeah. could figure out what to do. Until I was much older, and I think I I maybe rented it when I was 13 or something. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, so you're supposed to get rid of all the purple. Got it. Okay. You know, this is my thing. This is a, my theory, especially when it pertains to video games. 
because I think, you know, you look at the generations, our generation, and going on is the video game generation. Like, pretty much everybody's going to play video games. Like, you know, boys, girls, everybody does. But I think, and you can tell me what you think about this, I think our generation is going to be one the last true problem-solver generations. And the reason I say that is because back in the day when we played, we've talked about this before, when we had a video game and we couldn't figure out what was going on, we just had to figure it out. Now you can jump on the mm. internet and figure out what you got to do, you know? Or the game just tells you right. what to do. So I think ours is like the last generation of just true problem solvers. Like, so... Video game problem yeah. solvers? Well... I hope it's not the last generation of actual it problem might solvers. Be, it might be the last generation of problem solvers, period. But we'll get into that another day. Uh, That's depressing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, as Mr. Feeney laments, what do we use the internet for to beat King Koopa? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, so I played this game uh, basically this week, right? So um, mm-hmm. we were going to do a pay- we were going to do an episode last week, and um, then you were like, well, you forgot to tell me what game we were playing because it was a Patreon <laughs> pick, and I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, it is a Patreon pick. Thanks to Tom, by the way. Thank you for the Patreon uh, support, and thank you for the suggestion. So, uh, school's kind of still geared down for the moment, so I I had some time to play it. And, uh, you know, it's really difficult to me. Um, Well, I mean, I can imagine it being difficult as a kid. Like, if I'd played this as a kid, I probably wouldn't have played it very much. Because, like you said, you don't really know kind of what to do at first. And I, it just seems like a challenging game, too. It is really hard. I've never made it past the second yeah. level. Yeah. And it just seems, what's what's frustrating, I think, to me about it was when I was playing it, like, the view of it, the look of it, and kind of how it plays, it seems like it should be so simple. Like, the courses don't look that insane but then it is once you start playing it does that make any sense at all yeah i mean it when you when you very the very first time you turn it on uh you're jumping and you're spraying spray paint Mm -hmm. that's not really complicated Right. right it's not there's not a whole lot to that but the physics of it and the for me, the scarcity of spray paint, and that it's it's a uh, it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Well, then you can as the game progresses. Now, I didn't get very far. I didn't. I got to the second level, but I didn't get past the second level. But I watched a you know YouTube video, and as the game progresses, you start getting cherry bombs and ball rockets and stuff that kind of assist you. And there's yeah, you can get bottle rockets in the first level too, actually. Yeah, <clears> but you know the difficult thing about it is there's like now, and I was reading this about this game too, is there's certain areas. Oh yes, <laughs> there's certain areas where those cherry bombs and bottle rockets should be used, need to be used to help you progress in the game, but it's hard to figure out where that is. Yeah, 
I can see that. Uh, unless it's one of those things where it's just trial and error till you figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to use the bottle rockets in the first level at, at certain points. Sorry for my for my for my puppy if you oh, can hear okay. her. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but there's certain parts where you have to use it, mm-hmm. like that the statue. You have to right. knock the bird off the statue. Right. Um, so it's it's one of those things where. Um, in order to figure out the game, it, it takes some trial and error, which that's that's Nintendo. That's what you're going to get when you play Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's it's almost like a, pu- a puzzle game, too, at the same time. Right. Which I kind of appreciate, but I can see it, how it makes it difficult. I You know, I appreciate it, too. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here when I talk about it being too difficult, but then it's like it does bring in a lot of that problem-solving <clears throat> here's my here's my thing with that as I lose my voice excuse me <clears throat> my thing is that if you which which would you prefer just a straight up run like have Bart run and jump and shoot things with his slingshot which is probably what everybody expected a Simpsons game mm-hmm. to be or this which is really pretty unique it's completely different than yeah no Oh, anything else on the on the system, really? Yeah, if he had just ran and shot people with a <clears> slingshot, people would probably complain that it was too simplistic. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. You want me to read from the manual now that i got to pull I it do. up? I do. I like the picture of Homer, like, riding a UFO in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's on the cover yeah. of the game. So this is a word from Bart Simpson. I can't do a Bart Simpson voice. So, I'm just going to read it. Okay. Hello, fellow humans. Bartholomew J. Simpson here with an important message. Space mutants are invading Springfield. That's right, man. A bunch of slimy, horrible, totally gross, and putrid monsters are taking over the bodies of the people who live here, and they want to build a weapon that's going to take over the planet. Pretty cool, huh? Anyway, yours truly is the only one who can see them because of my x-ray glasses, so it's up to me to stop them. I've got to spray paint things, <laughs> get my, get radical on my skateboard, use my trusty slingshot, and in general, behave like a nuisance, man. Plus, with evil dudes like Nelson, the bully, and Sideshow Bob getting in my way, it's got a, it's a good thing I've got the rest of the Simpsons to help me out. So if you're a decent person, a patriot, and someone who cares about this story, this sorry planet, you'll do the right thing. Save the earth. Play this game. I'm in. So if you're a patriot, yeah. are you a patriot? I'm a patriot, buddy. I'm in. <clears throat> All right. There's Homer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the levels in this game, we'll just do a quick rundown here. The only two I've ever seen are the mall and the streets. But you start off in the streets... Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to spray everything, turn it from purple to red, mm-hmm. which I like red better than purple as yeah, well. Sure. So no big deal. And you got to use uh, your X-ray glasses in order to see what humans are actually aliens. Mm-hmm. Yep. And say the second level, uh, I never really quite figured out what to do. I guess you're supposed to collect hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're supposed to knock hats off of people's heads. Yeah, so you're supposed to collect hats. The third level is Krusty Land, which I never saw. Uh, something about balloons, it says. Balloons are the next ingredient the mutants will be after. 
So I guess the the point of the game is the the space mutants are coming to collect things. They need purple things. They need hats. They need balloons, mm-hmm. and they need exit signs. And <laughs> the w- only one that makes sense, power rods. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the only one that makes sense. They are actually stealing nuclear power. Yeah. So each level you're doing something different to prevent them from getting these things. Like the first level, you're spray painting everything purple or everything red that's purple so that they can't get anything purple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the foes. Anyway. Zebloid. I think I just... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Just took it off. <laughs> okay. Done with that. Moving on. Yeah, there's some, there's some other cool stuff in the manual. I'll let the listeners look it up themselves. That's your homework assignment for the week. That's the homework. Yeah. Look up the manual while you play All this right. game. Um, there were, you know, I didn't realize we could have done a high score challenge for this game, but I didn't look at my score. Yeah. Did you I look at your score? Think about it. I've been kind of out of the, we've kind of been out of the, uh, loop here, you know, forgetting to, uh, you kind of forget things when you're not doing this on a schedule. Like we haven't been on a set schedule lately. Yeah, but we're back on schedule and I don't know about you. I got some trophies later. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. 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 Um, what did you think about the graphics? Well, that's one thing that I did like. It's very, it's very Simpsons esque, which is what it should be. You know, I mean, obviously you shouldn't yes. go overboard with it, but uh, it looks just. But in really, for the NES, it looks just like the Simpsons show. So I it love does. the. Yeah. I actually love the graphics. There's cool little cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the graphics are spot on. It's very colorful. Right. It's uh yeah, I I agree. It's it's totally rad, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, the graphics are great. Yeah, I don't. I really don't think there's anything negative I could say about the graphics. What about the sound and the music? Well, I appreciate them using the Simpsons song. As a person who loves the Simpsons. Now that my parents no longer have control of me. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but it does kind of get repetitive and old, to be honest, after a while. Yeah. I wonder if it would get so competitive and old if you if we weren't playing the first level over and over again. Yeah, that's true. But I'll tell you this. Um, uh, I do like a lot of the little things they put in it, like the eat my shorts when Bart dies um and then this doesn't really have anything to do with the sound but at the end of the first level where he calls Mo and does a little prank call is it you can do it at the, at the beginning of the first level actually oh yeah yeah the the first payphone there if you have a if you have a coin yeah you can go to that first payphone use a coin and call him right there at the beginning nice it's yeah there's a lot of really cool nods to the yeah. show, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Uh, but I agree. I like. I love the the little voice snippets mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Uh, I thought they sounded really good too, which is unusual for yeah the a voice sound to sound good on the NES. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I thought it sounded. I thought it sounded really yeah, good. I agree. So, yeah, graphics and sound, uh, A plus. Yes. Um, there's I looked up cheats. You know we're supposed to be doing oh, cheats yeah, too. I love that. 
looked up cheats. Okay. So there is a sound test menu that you can access. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Yeah. On level one, stand to the right of the E in Quickie Mart. Shoot one of your rockets at the E to make a crusty clown face appear that gives you three extra lives and a sound test. Interesting. I thought so too. Interesting. Okay. Uh, on the second level of the mall, maybe third, it says, this is on GameFAQ, yeah, so this guy is like, I've got it pulled up. Uh, maybe third. <laughs> you have to go access, you have to go across wet cement by jumping on candy bars and suckers. Jump onto the second candy bar and jump on it two or three times, and it will give you a free ride to the end of the wet cement. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then there's a secret screen. If you go to the theater between two and four, you'll find a bonus screen. Oh, there you go. Like two two minutes and four yeah. minutes, I guess. That's cool. I guess the movie, sh- that's the movie time. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the ultimate question. Is it worth it? What's How much? Yep. And how much does it go for? Uh, let's look it up. Do, 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 do. Well, let's see. Looks like for NES, about a ten bucks to you know, like if you got it new in box, it'd be thirty-five. But but ten ten, 10 bucks. bucks, yeah. Hmm. hmm. It's a, that's a tough sell to me. I think ten bucks because we always run into the same thing. We're a we're a record on repeat when we talk about these games. It's like, yes, it's $10. It's a decent game, but there's so many other games that you could buy for $10. It's a hard sell. Hey, we could just, we could do like they do in the, uh, in the music industry and just record ourselves saying that <laughs> and then just sp- splice it in every mm-hmm. time. We could. So I, I don't, I don't think I would go $10 on it. I'm going to say no. I think, um, man, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. It'd be hard to go $10 on this if you don't have a lot of games. If you do have a lot of games and you're looking for something unique to kind of spice it up, then I would say yes, it is worth $10. But with the caveat that that uniqueness is also incredibly difficult. Yeah. I, uh... Because it's... It's it's just the physics of this game are just they're weird compared to most games. Like he's Bart's a little floaty and and it just it'll take some playing. It, it'll take some playing to get used mm-hmm. to. But it's it's cool. I think it's cool and unique. Um, but I don't think I would put it in the top tier of the ten dollar games. No. I'd put it I put it somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, if you'd won the nine hundred million dollar lottery, go ahead and buy this game. <laughs> yeah. And go ahead and buy us a couple of, t- a couple of copies, no. too. I did not win that, but uh, I had a ticket. Did somebody actually win it? I don't know. I had I had a ticket. I think it's... But, uh, yeah, didn't happen. I think they sold so many tickets, it would be like an almost impossibility for somebody to not have won. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, somebody have had to win. Yeah, but the odds of winning are so low. Oh, yeah. 
Mine was going to be a great story, too. Oh, yeah? On how I became... That's how you win right there. That's how you win. you got to have a good story. So here's my story. I was at the grocery store, and I don't know if you... Have you seen these, like, uh, vending machines for scratch-offs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've seen well, I had a dollar in my pocket, just a loose dollar. I was like, yeah, I think I'll get us. <laughs> well, money bags over here. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, the Rockefeller over here with a loose dollar in his pocket. Um, <laughs> so I bought a scratch off, a dollar scratch off. Scratched it off, won two dollars. Took that two dollars and invested it into a Powerball ticket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I had won, it was going to be how I turned one dollar into nine hundred million. Didn't win, so that story is now dead. You well, see, here's what you really should have done: you should have taken that one dollar, invested it in a business, <laughs> and then your story could have still been: this is how I turned my first dollar into nine hundred yeah. million. That's how it works in America, right. right? I think that's, that's how it right. works. I always wondered how you. I know they framed the first star. I guess the first star they earn. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure. Don't I mean? Don't you need that dollar? Should you spend it? Should you spend it? Yeah. Just should you turn around and invest it in the businesses that put it up on the wall? I think it's just symbolic. You just get a dollar and just put it up there. You tell everybody that's oh, the I first see. one. So it's not really the first one. Yeah. I got you. I have a dollar bill somewhere signed by Sheriff Tim Geider. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Signed. Yeah, well. That's going to be worth some money. I was a kid, right? Okay. And uh, I guess my dad and, you know, me, like, helped on election day. We, like, held signs or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave the uh, Sheriff Guider, you know, I was like, I wanted his autograph or something. And he took a dollar bill and he signed it and gave it to me. I was really young, like six. I don't know, but yeah. Nice. Did you? But you've kept I it. I still have it. I think. I think it's somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you tried to spend it, and they're like, "We can't." Take this. <laughs> this is defaced. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I wonder what your dad was thinking. <laughs> like, <laughs> my son wants an autograph from the local sheriff. Hey man. Heroes. Hey, I liked. I like Tim. I like yeah, Tim. I got nothing wrong with him. So, I have a cup that I still uh, drink from every now and then. It says re-elect Tim Gunner. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, he's going to... I mean, he's just going to have to retire. I mean, nobody's going to... Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to dethrone him anytime yeah. soon. Okay. Okay, so retrofitted trophies. Retrofitted trophies. All right. You want to go first? You want to give me one for you? Sure, yeah. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. I've got four. Okay. okay. Uh, the first one is Icarumba. Icarumba is die 100 times on the first level. <laughs> uh, my first one is kids got ups, and that is kill 10 enemies by jumping on their head. Because it's a pretty good jump, if you, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, it's like a six-foot jump. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, um, my next one is called Eat My Shorts. And to earn Eat My Shorts, you have to beat the game. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> you just stole mine. Um, That's mine okay. was going to be Eat My Shorts, and that is beat the first level. 
not as much. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, I think that's a that's a fair accomplishment because I don't think anybody's going to get a trophy higher than mm-hmm. that. Go ahead. Okay, uh, my next one is don't have a cow man. And to get don't have a cow man, you have to call Mo at the payphone. My next one is uh, defacement, and that is shoot the bottle rocket at the statue to knock the bird off because you're defacing a statue. Oh, you almost stole mine. Oh, no. Uh, Mine is – okay, I'll change mine up then because mine was also the same, but I had a different name for it. Uh, I'll I'll change mine to an impossible trophy that you can't get, and instead of shooting the shooting the bird off the statue of the Bodrog, you shoot the head off Ooh. of Jedediah. Jedi. You knock his head off. Good. I and liked the, in the name. Yeah, because it seemed, Bart does that in the show. He cuts his head off. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Okay, but to get that trophy, the name of that trophy. I mean, yeah, the name of that trophy is "Victory Comes to Those Who Get Ahead." I like that. Isn't that what he says in the game, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, it is. I like that he gives you a little motivation. All right. I only had three, so you give us your last. No, that's it. That oh, was it. Okay. That's all, that's all four of mine because I started. Okay. okay. How are we going to rate this game? Uh, Simpsons character, maybe? No, is that too spot on? We should do Simpsons character for another game. Yeah. Like, uh... Like like base wars or something. We should do something a little more offbeat. Tangent. That's, that's, Remember when we were in high school and in pre-calculus we had uh, Mr. Lane and we'd have those math wars from groups, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. fun. And then it was all like all, all the questions were math questions. And our group would always do really well. We'd like all... Yeah, because it was... We were smarty yeah. pants. We'd always be like leading by a lot. Well, then he would always have, like, a bonus question at the end. And you had to wait. It was like Jeopardy. You had to wager how much you thought you would, you know, bet. Well, we would never know the bonus question. So we would always, like, wager nothing. And we would have such a oh, lead. Oh, no, I just remembered what we yeah. did on this. Okay, go ahead. We would always Sorry. have, like, such just a lead. Me. We would wager nothing. And we'd still win. And, but we'd get the, uh, we'd just put Homer Simpson for every <laughs> every quiz no we did a different Simpsons oh, something every time oh I didn't thought we? it was it was either a different it was I think it was either a different Simpsons character or like a Simpsons quote yeah, or something it, we did something Simpsons it was, it, was, it was Simpsons every time yeah and I think I wonder if uh, I wonder if Mr. Lang appreciated I think he that. did he always, he, he always got a smile from him yeah that's good hey speak another tangent speaking of uh, you remember Mr. Hatcher yes you told me something about he him recently. Now, yeah, he's now the like the IT guy yeah. in Lunar City. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I saw him the other I wonder day. whatever happened to Mr. Wright. Still still looks the same. The little yeah. short guy? Oh, I don't know. He got a little too close to the kids, yeah. if you ask yeah. me. He got uh, the other short guys doing really well. Mr. Amber. Yeah, he was he was a little more normal yeah, height, he though. Was. He was not like. I mean, he's like, he's like an inch shorter than me, so he's really not yeah. that short. But he, yeah, uh, he's like vice principal, North Metal, something like that. He was vice principal. I thought he moved up to principal. Maybe somewhere. he did. I don't know. I don't know. He was vice principal. I, at I saw him. Uh, I, I saw him at Walmart or somewhere the other day. Oh, he did. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's Walmart. Somewhere. I saw him somewhere. Yeah. He's same old, same old Amber. He got a little too close to the kids, too, sometimes, but he, he reined it back It was in, always because so. of farming, though. It was never because yeah, he was because Yeah, it was always farming yeah. stuff. Because he, he was the ag teacher. Did we say that? I don't think we did. Did we decide on a we rating? Did. Oh, um, how about uh, since we since we've been so stuck on computer failures lately, let's go with a, a computer company. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna go with Gateway. Ooh, the reason we're gonna go with Gateway is now they were so popular for like a long time. Kind of like this game, I imagine was it? It did. It was actually a, a good selling game. And kind of like the show, yeah. Simpsons, yeah. Actually, it was really popular, but now it's kind of died out. Now that it it hasn't stood the test of time very well. And Gateway Computers is the same. All right. Which I think Gateway just got bought out by Dell, but anyway, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. Actually. Was it Dale? I thought they, I think they got bought out by Acer for some Maybe. reason. I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Okay, I'm going to go in the same vein because I like your style. I'm going to go with Packard Bell. Nice. Nice. For for many of the same yeah. reasons. Yeah. I just, I just yeah, Packard Bell. Packard Bell. This game is Packard Bell and Gateway. Yeah. Remember the Gateway? They were, I think my parents actually bought one. They would. It was like a total package. Mm-hmm. It just came in a box and it was like a... Is it cow? Box, yeah. Cow print? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listener feedback? I've got it pulled up. Sweet. Action. All yep. right. Clever the Great says, There is no thoughts, LOL. Where is the nearest trash can? LOL. Ryan Reynolds said... Mm, it's probably purple. Find, find, it's probably purple yeah. somewhere. Ryan Reynolds says... It's in your room. You took you took them off in your room. Okay, sorry. Ryan Reynolds said that game is so hard. I think I beat it one time. That museum level is stupid hard. Wow, Ryan, that's impressive. Mm, yeah. Gabe Van Gilder said tried it once. It was fun. Nick Stevens said one of the more d- disappointing Christmas presents. <laughs> I put so many hours <laughs> into this game and only made it to level two. But that's what we did, right? We had a few games a year, and we played them regardless of how bad they were. That's a good, uh, that's a good moral story mm-hmm. there. Matt Ray said, at the time, I remember there was a lot of hype and expectations for this game, followed by a lot of disappointment. <laughs> Roy Retro King said, what are my thoughts on this game? Eat my shorts, winky face. Nice. Humberto Montoya says, Ugh, this game is so awful. I remember renting it and being so disappointed. William Nichols said, Loved it. All right. Uh, this next one I'm going to leave for the D-Patters to read because there's a few little comments that aren't so family-friendly. But it was from Mike Reveries. Uh, thanks for the feedback. Um, well, I can read this. We 
we can I'll read the second part of it. Back in the day, I swear I wanted to destroy this game. However, last year, probably due to newer games, I smoked it and was like, come on, bro, to my younger self. <laughs> All right. And your younger self was like, what? <laughs> Shut up, old yeah. man. Derek Fletchell uh, says, being a huge Simpsons fan, I wanted to love this game so badly. It, re- it really isn't very good and is really hard, but I think there are some things that it did well. Giving a different objective to each level other than just go right until the end of the level was cool, but wasn't executed in the best way. Even to this day, I pick it up and think, this is the time I'll get through it, but it always ends the same way. Death, frustration, and anger. Hey, that you could say that in Yoda voice. Yes, death, destruction, anger. <laughs> All right. Still haven't seen that movie. I'm so embarrassed. Um, I haven't seen it either. I'm probably well. We talked about it last show. Yeah. So. Dude Tim, I apologize. Uh, yeah. Hey, although Dude Tim, I have listened to the Star Wars Nerds Unite episodes about it and spoiled everything. So <laughs> I don't even need to see it now, right? <laughs> okay. Jay Jorgensen says, "I own this game. Never even beat the first level." If it weren't for the Simpsons name, I doubt I would have ever given this game a second thought. Hashtag garbage. Hashtag silver surfer. <laughs> We've got to do that. I like the, uh, the 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 secret belch that you're sneaking <laughs> there. <laughs> that's high. That's that's high quality podcast that's... right there. Hashtag stealth belch. <laughs> <laughs> Little stealth belch there with. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's good pod right there. Professional. <laughs> Christopher Hodges says, This game gets a lot of hate, but I actually enjoy this game, even with all the frustration it caused me. I remember playing this so many times, trying to find all the levels, trying to find all the extra lives in order to make it further and further. I think the museum was my biggest roadblock, but once I finally made it through, I believe I got past the last stage my first time there. Nice. Gustin Dewey. Some people are a lot of better a lot better at this game yeah. than we are. Yeah. Which is pretty much every show, so you know. Yeah. True. That's true. Uh as a kid I remember thinking this game was going to rule. I can't say that it uh ruled as a kid. As an adult playing it now, I wonder why I didn't put something else in my NES. That's true. Eric Purcell. I thought it was cool that they put little elements of the show in the game. For example, the prank calls to Moe's. And then Eli Pixel Dad Rogers rounds us out with, I remember playing this game a lot back in the day and recently tried playing it for the first time in a long time and couldn't get past them all. Very tough game in my opinion, (laughs) but it's just fun enough to keep you wanting to play. Very cool. Right, we got a we got a couple emails from Ivan. All right, I love the Ivan emails. Yes, these there's they're both really good. Uh, first one says, "Dudes, I wanted to share something with you. I recently completed a fundraiser with my son Tristan, selling Cub Scout popcorn door to door for about six weeks, six to seven days a week for one to three hours a day. The reason I'm sharing this with you, dudes, are largely thanks. Well, hang on, sorry." I screwed that up. Uh, the reason I'm sharing this with you large, is largely thanks for my son reaching a very lofty goal he set for himself. 
five thousand dollars. Wow. He's ten and and would get tired frequently. I did as well, truth be told. And each time he did, I would mention retrofitted trophies. <laughs> He's a big fan of Two Dudes and NS and wants to do a GameCube podcast someday. He's been tired from walking. I'd mention trophies from GameCube games, and nine times out of ten, he'd perk up for a while. With your show's inspiration, my son made it to the goal he had set. He's now immensely proud and very happy with his accomplishment. Thank you, dudes, in part for making that happen. Nice. So, awesome. Nice. And I like the popcorn. I, we, we buy it at our house. It's good stuff. Sweet. Glad uh, we could bring a motivation so, into there. Yeah, so I think he should. Uh, I think he should. He should just do one now. Ivan and son. Yeah. Talk about GameCube yeah, sure. games. That sounds perfect sure. to me. Yeah. You, I, Ivan, you could do all the legwork, you know, the dad stuff, and then he could, uh, you know, he could talk about the GameCube. Right. All right, the other one, the next one from him. We originally were planning on doing a gaming highlight or highlight of 2015 show or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but we didn't get very much feedback um, on that. But we did get a, a, a nice email from Ivan about it, so I'm going to read it. It says, Greetings, dudes. The highlight of my 2015 gaming year ties back to 18, 19, 1898. <laughs> <laughs> no, ni- 1989. The year I got my first NES. I was 10 years old and dis- desperate to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That Christmas, after enduring many months of pleading and begging, my parents relented, buying me the system and the game. I played Turtles almost daily over the next year. Flaws and quirks aside, I came to enjoy the game very much, coming back to it frequently over the years. I could never beat it, though. If the porcupines hopping through the caves under the Foot Clan headquarters failed to make it out, the spaceman flying through the Technodrome certainly would. Over time, I pretty much gave up on the idea of taking Shredder down, and so it was one evening this summer, as I sat down to play the game again, now with my 10-year-old and 6-year-old on my side... After 26 years on that magical night, I finally defeated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, my first and probably most nostalgic Nintendo nice. game. For 2016, I'm setting my sights on Ninja Gaiden. Nice. Like it. So that's uh, that's quite a, quite the accomplishment yeah, there, really. really. Is. I mean, Ninja Turtles, is a, it's a tricky game. Right. Uh, all right, we got, uh, I got some iTunes reviews and, voice, and a voicemail from Jay. <clears throat> you got time? Yeah. Okay. Let's do the voicemail from Jay. Dudes! Dudes! Dudes, dudes. Dude Jay, dude Jorgensen, dude Fishless Jay. Calling in again. I figured I got a pretty good streak going, so I might as well just keep up with it. Uh, I don't know what game you're playing again, but... uh, you're going to tell me about it on this episode. I'm sure. Well, I guess since you're playing this at the end of the episode, you've already told me about it. You've already summed it up. You've told me what you think about it and gave it a rating and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Random question. Uh, in Super Mario, what's your favorite world in Super Mario Brothers 3? My personal favorite is World 5, the Skyland one. I don't know why. I've just always really liked it. So uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Jay. And I will say you do you did have a grid streak going, but it's over. You, that's your last one you've sent us. So call yeah. again. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers 3 level. Should we answer that or wait till yeah. that episode? No, we can answer our favorite level, I think. I think no problem with that. 
What's your favorite level? Mine's World 8. Yeah. I like I mean, World you, 8. It's hard to beat World 8. Plus it's... I just love how all of a sudden it's... It, you get a bunch of... You basically get a bunch of airship missions in a row. Yeah. You know, in different styles. And plus, with the flutes, I basically only played World 1 and 8, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just yeah. get the two flutes, go from 1 to 8. There's a lot of good. Uh, there's a lot of other. There good is, levels. yeah, but. and worlds also. But I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just partial to eight. I think it's cool. It's all scary and stuff. And the music in it's really scary. <clears throat> so there's that's my answer. <clears throat> all right, we got a few iTunes. We got five five star. It's been a long time since we've talked about iTunes reviews. Yeah. I think so. We got five five star reviews and one two star review. Oh no. Yeah. Alright. You, you want me to get the two you want me to get the two star out of the way? Yeah, put me down and then bring me back up. Okay, alright. Or do you want me to put it in the middle? No, let's just go ahead and let's knock it up first. Okay. Let's just, let's just yeah. get it out of the way. Okay. Uh the two star says great content, bad audio. Yeah. Yeah. It says I'd be a regular subscriber as soon as one of the hosts gets a dedicated recording room. His wife and kids yelling in the background is extremely distracting. Okay. So, a dedicated recording room. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we could just build a studio with all this, this crazy amounts of Patreon we could, money we're getting. We could do that. No, no. <laughs> we, we're, not, we're not getting that kind oh, of money. Okay, never mind. <clears throat> all right. So, five stars. Uh, this one says, best podcast. I just found out about the podcast and Facebook group this month, and I'm hooked. I listen to all the episodes at work to get me through the day. I like that you can tell they enjoy making the podcast, and they interact with the listeners in the Facebook group. I like how they even try to find the positive, even in bad games, LJN, and that they don't rate the games like all other review shows. Keep up the great job, and I'll keep listening. And that was from P-V-B-O-N-A-I-U-T-O. I don't know who that is. I don't know how to say that. That's for that two-star review. <laughs> Just a little more noise. <laughs> <laughs> Take that two-star. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, another five-star. Awesome podcast. Great podcast if you're into retro gaming. Fun, family-friendly, and informative. All right. That was from Slickster2. I think that's Slickster. Uh, this one is from Home Chili Dog, which... Uh, full disclosure, that's, that's what brother. I was about to say. That's got to be Matthew. <laughs> After three years, he's finally left us a review. <laughs> uh, it's a good one. Okay. The moment these dudes' vocal cords flew into my eardrums, I knew that there would be a psychedelic chemistry between us. Their sass and pep about all things Nessie makes my brain pop and sing jazz music <laughs> like I'm Spider-Man on, the, on a black goo trip. There's no place like home, and home isn't home to me without this podcast heavenly tune gliding through the speakers when I'm lying on the bearskin rug of freedom. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love these guys more than they can fathom. So if you want the meaning of life spoken with a true nest twist, look no further. It's here. Well, thank you, Matthew. That's just yeah. so, sounds so much Matthew there. Yeah, it does. Um all right, here we go. This one's called, it says, Vintage Show for Vintage Guys and Gals from Fighter Possum. Hey, guys, I was seven in 1987 when I got my nest for Christmas. 
I didn't even know what it was. But since that day, gaming, gaming became my life until pixels gave way to polygons. From that time on, the only gaming I've done is buying SNES re-releases on iOS and teaching my two-year-old to play Mario 1. I've only started. I've only recently started listening to podcasts, and I really enjoy reliving the funniest year, the funnest years of my life with someone else. Listening to your podcast reminds me that I'm not the only one who never moved on from 2D games, and that the culture is still relevant today. Sweet. Uh, and then we got one called "Reigniting My Spark." Ooh. Mm. Yeah. From Ultra Lavos. I have finally finished listening to all of your episodes. I really enjoy listening to the show. After listening to the Wizards and Warriors show, I was inspired to start recording LPs on YouTube again. Wizards and Warriors was a game that I played on I planned on doing years ago. It also reignited my urges to start collecting NES games again, which earlier in my life I was hoping to collect them all. And I have decided to attempt to LP my entire NES library which will hopefully continue to grow. Thank you for making such an awesome podcast and being such an inspiration. The only bad thing I can say about it is now that I'm caught up, I can't... Oh, and it got cut off. Sorry. I'm guessing he was saying something like he can't... Wait to hear... Listen anymore. (laughs) Yeah. He can't can't wait to hear more of our beautiful... I can't... I like yours better. He can't listen anymore. (laughs) Now that I've heard them all, I just can't hear it to listen to them. <laughs> uh, he did give us some Twitter feedback, by the way, so I should probably say that real quick on the on the actual part versus space. Movies. No, it was pretty. It's pretty interesting. He says the first time he rented it as a kid, he had a black and white TV, so he didn't know that he had to change the purple objects to red. Oh, <laughs> so he could never figure nice. out what to do again until he got a color. He eventually got a color TV for his birthday. And rented it again, and the whole thing made sense. <laughs> nice. So. Um, oh, wait. One more thing. I know we're running a little long here. Uh, I started a... We're doing a beta program mm-hmm. on a different, a new kind of listener interaction uh, called Slack. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have some feedback from there. Oh. And... It's probably going to be a lot of repeats of the same people that we have already gave feedback, but I would like to mention it just because it's really neat. It's working really well. So, Gabe uh, on there says, I'm definitely green when it comes to this game, which I guess means he's never played it or doesn't know much about it. Or he might actually be green. Ivan says, yeah, maybe, because he's a space mutant. Mm. Uh, Ivan says, love the arcade game. The NES game didn't grab me. Identify. Identifying the aliens among the humans was a fun concept, but spray painting many objects of one random color into another random color seemed without purpose and tedious. Uh, Peter Panda says, Only two Simpsons games I played are Bart vs. the World and the arcade game. So, he's never even played it. Uh, A. Lewis612 says, Just scored this game in my latest buy. Wish I could get past the first level. It's a good concept, but controls are stiff and only two lives. Music is very repetitive and annoying. For me, it's a two out of five stars worth the six worth the six dollars he paid. So he paid six. And then Dude Tim rounds us out, says, I rented this many times from the grocery store, but always got my butt kicked. I'm curious how well I would do in present day. Uh, the classic grocery store rental place. Yep. 
Did you did you rent stuff? I'm assuming from Food City oh, yeah. or the White Store, Food City. whichever one it Food was City. at the time. Yeah, it was no pick a flick, but Food City. I no, it wasn't. But I worked in the Food City rental for a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. It's fun times. All right, you want to tell them how they can find? So us. you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Slack. Now. Uh, all the social medias you can find. Well, you have that's that's invite okay. only. Yeah. But, well, yeah. get on the Facebook if you want an invite. So you can get on the Facebook and tell us you want an invite to that. Yeah. And, we'll get you. Um, and then nesdudes.com, two dudes in an S dot com, and then ten dudes dot com. And you can always call us by what? Uh, by telephone. <laughs> you call seven seven five seven retro one. Or that number is 775-773-8761. And I guess if you want a shirt, uh, go on the Facebook and there's a link on there. Uh, or we got hats. We got all kinds of yeah. cool stuff. And we'll eventually probably be giving some of that stuff away. But for now, you can go buy it. It's on. It's. You can also go to a place called gallery.com, G-A-L-L-O-R-E-E, I think. Mm-hmm. And just search Two Dudes in an S Shop, and you'll find yeah. it. All right, that's good. I was going to talk about Parenthood, but uh, we're going to run a little Parenthood. long. So. Yeah, the TV oh. show with Coach in it. I don't. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't watched it. Oh, we just finished the season. We finished the entire show. It's pretty amazing. I cried. Uh-oh. I cried. I'll have to watch it then. All right, there you go, two-star if you're still listening, and this is is where the music comes in. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.